Introducing the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Hi, everyone, and welcome to CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat. Today, I will be talking a little bit about dreams and visions. What do they mean? That is a question. I want to dig into this subject after this commercial and song break. From author-doctor Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and outside of his creation and what does a metaphysical god have to do with you and the creation around you you are a very big piece of a huge puzzle the metaphysical god in relation to his creator from author dr denise gotatis is available on amazon order your copy right now Judges me river kingdom, me no hide the truth from my people. Hey, select I, please give them their reading. Me a thank you. The Lord is watching, is watching on us. In every situation, we must be the Lord. The Lord is watching, is watching on us. In every situation. We must live in love. We broke up his jaws with hatred. Look at what is happening right under one. Gabriel, Karahia, Maladunya. Our Lord is watching to get his Let us stop tribalism. I say, let us live in love. Nina Kulu Akwana. The Lord is watching. He's watching on us. In every situation, we must live in love. The Lord is watching, is watching on us. In every situation, we must live in love. Gabilia Batakalina Sibu, but if you live in a there was no doubt we are one, one flesh. One blood, one country, we are all made in the image of God. Hey, hey. The Lord is watching, is watching on us. In every situation, we must live in love. The Lord is watching, is watching on us. In every situation, we must live in love. Whether in bad situation, even good ones, the Lord is there for us, hey. That's why me say, we must live in love, hey. God Almighty is watching on us. The Lord is watching, is watching on us, 
in every little song, we must live in love. The Lord is watching, is watching on us. In every little song, we must live in love. Hey, 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 I'm trying to control it. Hey, I'm serving you better. 
have a trip, you better roll it. Pull your balance, I'm in the pull your balance. Under any circumstance, don't get too ignorant, I'm in the pull your balance, I'm in the pull your balance. Don't you come out with no arrogance. I'm in the Chinese man, the black woman, a European. I'm calling each and every one of international. Introducing the Black Jewish Queen live chat. With the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Hi, everyone, and welcome to CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about dreams and visions. What do they mean? And I wanted to let you know, today we have also a guest, again, my friend, uh, Mr. Billy Tappan a.k.a. Goldie Love. He is a Motown alumni. Welcome, Billy. I'm glad you came on <laughs> to talk a little bit yeah. with me about the dreams and the visions. Uh, I thought it would be an interesting topic. Um, my um, cousin, um, over a month ago, she had lost her mother. And um, after she lost her mother, um, she actually, she had a dream about her mother. It kind of gave her some comfort. And, you know, um, this happened on several occasions with myself, and I know with you as well, Billy, right? Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I wanted to, you know, look at it from all angles. Um. I was kind of um, looking at this on one of the uh, myjewishlearning.com sites. I found an article. You know, um, I thought it was very interesting um, how, how you know, us, well, the Jewish people um, look at dreams and dream interpretation and dreams and visions and stuff like that. So I thought this would be, you know, a fairly good topic and so, you know, one of the articles, I'm just going to go into it because, you know, they 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 go into um, the theory, you know, of what dreams could mean when they come to a person. So I want to read this article because it's by Rabbi Louis Jacobs. And um, it is Judaism, Dreams and Dream Interpretation. Good dreams, bad dreams, do they mean anything? And feel free, listeners, to chime in. You are welcome to call um, our line. We are when whenever we're live, any of the hosts on CRS Radio, you're welcome to call into the lines. Uh, you know, just you know, give your opinions on things, put your input on things, because we'd like to know. The call-in number is six six one four six seven two four zero seven. But right now, I'm just going to go into this article, okay? (laughs) So uh, this is some interesting take on this, uh, Billy. It's by Rabbi Louis Jacobs, and it says, The Bible expresses the belief that dreams can contain revelations from on high, as in the dreams of Jacob, Joseph, and Pharaoh. In the book of Genesis, the prophetic vision, the Bible states, Numbers twelve six, 
comes in a dream. A rabbinic saying has it that a dream is a 60th of prophecy. Ooh. Mountain of these and the God of perplexed in 336 through 8 develops his theory that in the dream, the imaginative faculty is awakened without which prophecy is impossible. And there is a good ideal of material on dreams in the Talmud, but a degree of ambiguity about the efficacy of dreams. In one Talmudic passage, it is implied that dreams are a manifestation of the unconscious. As Freud, and guys, this is Sigmund Freud. I know everyone might have heard of him. As Freud suggests, or at least this is the meaning that can be given to the Talmudic statement, a man is only shown in a dream that of which he thinks during the day. Now, the legal status of dreams in the take in this article is, in the matters of law, information obtained in a dream is disregarded. The illustration of given of a man whose father appeared to him in a dream and informed him that a sum of money hidden in such and such a place had been designated by him for charity, and it belonged to the poor. The ruling given was that the dream could be disregarded and the son could keep the money for himself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> while, a ta- while a rabbinic scholar might occasionally claim that a suggested interpretation of a biblical or Talmudic text came to him in a dream, the habit of Jacob of Marvridge in 13th century of using information conveyed to him in dreams as an authoritative in law was extremely unusual. Now, after fasting and employing other techniques, Jacob would present Halak Jewish legal queries to heaven, to which he received replies in dreams. These replies are recorded in Jacob's work entitled Responsa from Heaven, We should not be surprised that according to the work, heaven always had the same halakhic opinions as the French Talmudists, okay? The interpretation and fasting, the Talmudic statement that a dream depends on how it is interpreted, puzzling to the more philosophically minded is discussed in the response of Solomon Ibn Adrit. Based on a Talmudic passage, a special ceremony developed of interpreting for good a bad dream. The procedure was for the man who had the dream to say to three other persons, I have had a dream and do not know what to make of it. And they would reply, the dream is a good one, and it is good for good. It is for your good. Many people disturbed by a bad dream would fast in order to ward off the possible evil effects. The rabbi, and now in order, in other words, they're going to fast, you know, 
if it's a bad dream and they had something evil in it, they're going to fast to ward off the effects. And many people fast throughout the world. They fast. Okay, the rabbis allowed such a fast to be undertaken even on the Sabbath in order to release the man from his anxiety. But they required him to undertake another fast for having fasted on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is the sacred day, as we know, uh, for the Jewish people. It's a day of rest. It's sacred. It should be sacred for everybody because it's a part of the commandments. And so the rabbis, of course, if you fast, because he fasted on the Sabbath, he's going to have another fast. Fasting is a way of getting answers to prayers when you are think when you are really in need of something, in other words. But in other words, they took the fast uh, in regard of bad dreams. Now, I'm not the one to look for, like, omens and all of that stuff, you know, but I think that um, there is something to the dreams, Billy, that, that God gives us because, I mean, it, it still takes me back to Joseph and his brothers, how they, you know, attacked him when he was, when he was taken into captivity in Egypt and they thought he was dead. They went back and told Jacob, oh, you know, our brother is dead. After they got jealous of his dream because he had the dream of the sun, moon, and stars bowing down to him, and this caused all of his brothers to get really, really, really jealous of him. And, you know, it goes to show that sometimes you cannot tell your dreams to everybody because everybody won't receive it the same way. But anyways, on this article, Billy, <laughs> is there anything in there that caught you? Well, you know what? I believe, I believe in, in dreams um, and visions. I do believe in that. Um, I believe there's been documentations on a lot of these um some some of these cases that people have had seen visions, and they were actually true. Um, I I think at one time I might have had a vision or two um, that kind of you know made me think, you know, was it just a coincidence? But I, I see that further as I start reading into some of the the information on these topics. Um, there are real yeah. experiences that people actually do have that that uh, power or not that power, but that knowledge um, that they were blessed with to be able to, to see dreams. Um, and I think you are one that has that um, ability. Um, there's not there's not a whole lot. There's a, there's a few people that have it. So yeah, I you think, know, you know, I love the Yeah, you know, because I remember your mother, she had that gift. Of of dreams and visions as well. I remember when you know when she was alive. I remember her telling me about a few things and warning me about a few things. I think sometimes too, they're uh, God's way of warning us about things that might happen or that might come. Because you know, um, this this one freaked me out. My mother, she had like a. Um, it was years ago. She had a dream. It was a it was a nightmare to her. I don't know. I might have said something about this to you. I might not have, but I'm going to repeat it anyway for those listening. They'll know. My mother, she told us about a dream that she had. It was when my grandmother was alive. And my, um, my mother, she had a dream about being in a 
being in an apartment complex or somewhere. And um, she said there was a knock on the door in her dream. And she said it was a tall guy and it was a short guy. And the short guy, he was, you know, they, they, they really forced their way into the apartment in her dream. And she said that in the dream they attacked her. They were trying to rob her. And in her dream, you know, she thought that they had, you know, just before they had choked her, everything else, she thought that they had killed her. She woke up. It was like a nightmare. And then um, she called my grandmother, and she told my grandmother about this particular dream, about this short man, this tall man coming. You know, I think, you know, at the time, we lived in Los Angeles, and this was a dream of vision. She had, like, she was in downtown Los Angeles and looked like she was just, you know, away from the house. I, I don't know whether it was a house she lived in or what, but in the dream, it was just a place where she was. And these guys, um, you know, she told my grandmother about it, and my grandmother, you know, she 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 pay attention to, you know, dreams and visions too. I mean, we well know in the Bible, you pay attention to what you're being shown, especially when it's something that dramatic, especially something that nightmarish. She managed to tell my grandmother, needless to say, and she tried to get in touch with my auntie. She couldn't get in touch with my auntie for nothing. My auntie at the time my aunt, she was driving. Um, she was driving taxi cabs in Los Angeles. She was a taxi cab driver, and so, needless to say, she kept trying to get in touch with her. She could not get in touch with her. She told everybody about that dream except for her. And come to find out, like a day or a day or two later, um, my grandmother, she called my mother and she said. My mother's name is Lily. She said, Lily, your your um your dream, your dream. It happened. It happened. It happened to your sister. And my mother, she almost dropped the phone because she thought in the dream she had got killed. Well, needless to say, it was a warning and I believe that, you know, God he was trying to warn um my mother but she could not get in touch with my auntie. Well, needless to say, this happened. My auntie, I think she had just finished her last stops with her cab business. And after she finished those stops, she went up to her apartment at the time and she rested and she heard uh, something banging on the door. I think these guys, they forced her way in. There was a tall guy and a small guy. And they went around the house, robbed her, tied her up, put a thing over her, and they tried to choke her unconscious, and she talked them um, out of it from killing her because that's what they were intending on doing, robbing her and killing her. But she talked them away from doing that. And so I guess they left when they thought she was unconscious because she faked it, and they left. And then, you know, my my grandmother called and told her, hey, this very thing happened to your sister. But she survived it. They didn't kill her. But she said at one point they did choke her to where she was unconscious, but it was a warning. 
And so, Billy, I mean, that in itself, you know, when I have a dream or you have a dream or anybody have a dream, we should pray about the the dream. That's what I would do. Pray that it does not happen if it's a nightmare. But if it's a good one, you know, we say that God's will be done. I mean, I learned a lot, you know, looking at, you know, the stories in the Bible and the Torah. I mean, you see Joseph, he was he had a dream when he was younger that the sun, moon, and stars would bow down to him. And he told his brothers, he told his mother and them about it. And his dad was like, oh, me and your mother? We're going to bow down to you too? And, you know, he kind of got chastised because he was bragging about the dream. And the brothers were like, ooh, the dreamer. You know, they were jealous because he seemed, you know, he had that. But sure enough, you know, as we know to this day, uh, Joseph ended up being one of the uh, second in command to Pharaoh in Egypt. And right. his brothers did. Yeah. <laughs> well, his brothers did I, wind I up bound this. down. Well, I can say this. The vision that I had um, was uh, – after transplant, I did have visions of my um, uh, recipient, um, or my donor, I should say, and uh, she actually came to oh. me. I never knew what she looked like. She came to me in my dreams, and uh, she just she... Uh, looked at me, and I was with one of my friends. He says, who's that? I says, I don't have any idea, you know, and that was towards the end of the dream. And then after that, um, the dreams continued. And she'd come to me, and she she told me uh, to tell her mom that she's she's fine, and that she loves her. And so I she seen I seen her there. The next time I had I had a, a vision of her, it was like we were like friends. You know, it wasn't like anything about yeah. the heart. It was like we were just like friends. And uh, I was inside. Me and my friend was inside her. I thought it was in her apartment, but after I talked to her yeah. mom, it was actually her house. And I described it to a chief. Um, it was just, it was just so bizarre. But there was one room wow. that was like red. It's kind of like a dark red. And uh, I mm-hmm. said, yeah, I didn't get that. And her mom said, well, that's because she had a room painted red because she worked third shift, so she was able to be able to sleep at, you know, in the daytime. So that wow. was basically a lot of it. And then after that, um, she had came to me. Um, I've got it in the story, but she had came to me again and told me um, thanks and she loves me. And uh, and there was more that more visions I just can't recall right now. But all that, when yeah. I seen the picture of her, it was actually her that had came. So it was a real situation. <gasps> and I think that was one of the first times that I've ever experienced anything like that. And then to find out that she was uh, – possibly a relative um was uh it was really startling to me because you know i'm thinking of all the time that i was in the hospital with the you know tarts coming in some of them are not some of them are bad and you know it could have been anybody else's heart yeah. but this was for for asking for me this heart was actually for me it wasn't for anybody else to have it was actually for me so um wow it's crazy you know so I believe in that's all that situation. Awesome. Yeah, that's so, awesome. I mean, yeah. wow. So that, it's just, 
That's awesome. That is really awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you know, and too, Billy, um, after, you know, you had um, that happened to you where you died that time and when before right. you got the transplant and when you got it, I know, too, um, I, I, you know, I know God, he, he's given you gifts like that. Yeah. And those gifts, he yeah. never take them away. Never take them that's away. That's right. That's something that, you know, the the most interesting thing for me about that, what you went through is you actually seeing her, you were able to talk to her, you haven't ever met her before except in that vision and in that dream. And then when you, when you, finally talk to her family and you see a picture, it's her. And, you know, yeah. I've had yeah. that. I have had that. I've seen people mm-hmm. before I actually met them before. So it's, well, um, it, it, ugh, it's crazy. I mean, it's freaky. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of times where I will um, have dreams of people that I've never met, but apparently I, I knew them at some point in time. Um, whether it's this life or maybe perhaps another life, if that even exists. But I don't think you can dream dream of anybody that you've never seen. You know, I mean, some people that I dream of, um, I don't remember clear face, um, but there's uh-huh. some that I do see clear faces, you know. Um, and it's like yeah. we've been knowing each other forever. So I, I do believe in, in that situation um, that – when you have these dreams, everything in these dreams means something. It's just having somebody knows how to actually analyze it, but you have to write them down because you know how dreams are. Right. If you don't wake up thinking about it, you'll lose it. You know, it's it's just that crazy. But, you know, I will say that um, after all that stuff with Gabrielle, um, with having visions of her, after uh, she said goodbye, I never had another dream with her after that. You know, I've never seen her in any oh, of my dreams wow. after that. Yeah, oh, so huh. that was definitely It gave a you true closure. Message. Yeah, yeah. It gave you closure in so, her family um, closure. And at the same yeah. time, my auntie, my cousin, she had just um, lost her mother, my aunt, my oldest aunt. And she was right. telling me that she had a dream about her. And, you know, it was very, very unusual um, see, my oldest aunt, when I was younger, and my cousin, her brother, he went hunting here, you know, in Kansas with a friend at around 12 mm-hmm. years old, and he um, lost his life. The gun went off. Wow. And this is the same cousin that lost mother. And my aunt, she was grieving so much that... um her son would come to her all the time in the dream. I believe, you know, I do believe that God, he's merciful in that area. When people right. lose somebody, he'll allow them to come. Because my, my my oldest son, she was grieving so hard. His, his name was Pete. And my mother told me that he would always, he just come to her in a dream continuously, come to her in a dream and told her, I love you, Mom. And he told her the last time that she did see him in the dream where after she was comforted just a little bit knowing that he was okay, she said it looked like he had got on a swan or a bird or something. And he 
told her he loved her, and he says he got to go now, and he flew away. And um, yeah, there's a lot of she people. she was yeah. comforted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and there's just a I mean, lot of it, you know. Yeah. And, Billy, um, when I was there in Grand Rapids, um, during that time I got to know a lot of people. And I don't know, you probably know her. I know your mother, she knew her. Gwen, Gwendolyn Clark Honeycutt, Gwen Honeycutt, do you remember her? Uh, yeah. Sing? Yeah. She, yeah, she was, I remember her, yeah. yeah. You know, um, when she was in the hospital, um, I didn't know it. We didn't know, we all didn't know it. And she had cancer. And I think I was working as a chaplain in the hospital. And I went down there and I visited her. They had her under. And she was kind of like, you know, she heard me come in the room. And she tried to get up. And I told her, you know, I said, Gwen, Gwen, don't get up. Don't get up, Gwen. My mother, I told her, my mother said, you know, she loved you and that, you know, you rest and so you could get better. I didn't know that that would be the last time I seen her. Um, well, needless to say, um, you know, um, the um, pastor, McFall, he came in there and overnight because I told him, hey, you come and get me. If anything happens, if anything goes wrong, wake me up out of my sleep. I'll get in my car and I'm coming to the hospital. You know, because she, she helped me with the play. She helped me with a lot of stuff. And uh, her right. family, what, you, what, they, were, they were a music group too, weren't they? They sung everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah, because yep. I know that they said she was friend, uh Marvin Sapp, she's friends with him. Because, well, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you about the other part later. But anyways, um, that night I went to sleep, and I said, uh, Gwen, you know, you could come on my show. I want you to come on my show. I've always, you know, told her, hey, come on my show. Remember the TV show that we had up in Grand Rapids? And um, yeah. yeah, and I always promised her to come on, that she could come on the show and, you know, play and sing and everything. Well, needless to say, um, that night I went to sleep. I had a black and white dream. It was her. And looked like she came on my show. She was in the studio. We were working the TV cameras and everything. And Gwen, what Gwen did, uh, she told me it looked like it turned black and white. And she's like, bye, Denise. Bye-bye. I have to go now. Bye-bye. I'm like, Gwen, what are you talking You know, I'm like, what you talking about, Gwen? And it was a split second. I woke up. I got a phone call from um, Pastor McFall, and he told me, Denise Gwynn just left. Hmm. Wow. I never told you about that one. It's amazing within itself. You know, I mean, a lot of times people don't understand, um, but these things are real. I mean, I experienced it for myself the one time. And uh, I perhaps maybe I've had dreams back in, in the years past of uh, an old friend that I grew up with that passed away in, I think it was 84, 85. And I'd seen him um, probably the the summer before. 
And uh, he died. Probably he might have been. I might have been maybe, oh, maybe 24, maybe. And uh, he yeah. passed away. And we grew up as kids together. And I'd have dreams mm. of him periodically with a few others. Um, and it was like, it's like real, you know, it was just very, very real. Um, and I also like when I had the COVID, I had an issue where one of my friends that passed away a year or so ago, um, it was like so real that I was talking to him like, like on the phone and he was telling me about, um, about heaven. Um, and I asked him about the others that uh, friends that had passed away that we all knew together and they said they were doing good. Um, and he says, well, here, you know, if you don't want to deal with certain people, you don't, you don't have to, you know, cause I asked about some, right. one of the friends that he had that basically, uh, they, they weren't on good terms. He just said that, you know, he just doesn't deal with him. He didn't, he didn't show any kind of like any kind of hate whatsoever. He just says, I just don't deal with him. So, um, and then he told me, I says, I asked him, I says, hey, I says, Bobby, can you uh, stay in contact with me? You know, because the last time I had spoken with him was the night before he passed. He passed yeah. like in the morning, like uh, four in the morning. And uh, yeah, that's when I found out when I called his sister, answered his phone. She says, you know, he's gone. I'm like, what? I had just spoke with him. And see, but, and see you, you remember know, yeah. Mona Sally, don't you? Do you remember well, Mona yeah. Sally? Yeah. Okay. okay, she. I used to talk to her too. She helped me when your mother had introduced me to Loretta and all of the staff at um Grant the you know the studio. Right. Um, your mother introduced me to Mona in there, and um, right. she she was she was a she. I was friends with her for for a while, and um, I didn't know that Mona was sick. I didn't know that she had um, been, you know, ill. I didn't know that she was almost on, you know, dying. But, I I mean, I had moved away. I had a dream about Mona when this was happening. And Mona was telling me, Denise, come on, follow me over this bridge. Come on, follow me over this bridge. And I told her, Mona, I can't follow you over that bridge. You go on. I can't follow you over this bridge. And you, you know, they told me that she, they found her laying out. She had had a stroke or something. And yeah. months later, she had died. Yeah, I, remember I didn't that. even know. Um, yeah, I didn't know that that had yeah. happened. That was happening to her. But I think yeah. dreams and visions is a way for God to like communicate with us. And tell us yeah. things and warn us about certain things. Be yeah, because yeah. I mean, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting uh, how the mind is and how things uh, the the they're saying certain things that mind triggers that can warn you of certain things. It's whether or not you want to listen or not. Um, and a lot yeah. of these times happen when you're almost about ready to get into an accident. And for some odd reason, you avoid that. And if you were there, let's say if you were there a second or two um, earlier, you would have probably been been dead from maybe a car accident or something like that. There's a lot of times when things happen, they happen for a reason. You're being held up. You're like, I got to go. I got to go. You know, it's like, and you take off and, you know, everything's fine. 
But then other times you take off and you almost get into a situation, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be anything. But you were not supposed to be in that area for whatever reason. Maybe it was a crime that was going to take place and you were going to be a part of the gunfire that was in in there and you get hit, you know, with a stray bullet. These kind of things are are based on our subconscious mind and how – how should I say how we can actually um, be able to understand that maybe I don't move at this point in time yet. It, it depends on your, your subconscious saying things to you like, hey, uh, hold up for a minute, you know. And if you don't listen to that, that voice, then you might end up in a situation that's not a very good one. So That's right. I, I always try to, to think about situations like that, you know, when I – are doing things and, and taking off going somewhere because sometimes yep. distractions help you and it's there for a reason. It's, it's God's way of saying, um, just hold tight for a minute. Don't, don't, don't go quite yet. You know, I mean, yep. these things uh, I believe are um, definitely from God, you know, for people to really they realize are. if they're thinking, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I know I've had a few scares myself throughout the years and, uh, you know, maybe if I'd just been a little earlier or a little later, I might have not had that situation happen. So, well, Billy, hold that thought because I added a new segment to the program. Um, this is a new thing that we're doing on Black Judge Queen Live Chat. And it's a new segment. And so the news segment I wanted to report about what's happening in Israel. Okay, and what we have in Israel that has happened um, on a quick, quick, quick take, um, there was a tragedy that did happen in Israel. And um, it's very sad. It was two 20-year-olds and a 19-year-old um, the Times of Israel is reporting an IDF troop. Uh, they were killed at their border post. They didn't return fire after an Egyptian officer attacked them. And it killed all three of these soldiers. They didn't return the fire because they are allies with Egypt. And so the, it was a policeman. He entered Israel through an emergency gate on And um, what happened, I'm going to read this article. Israeli military on Saturday evening said it believed an Egyptian policeman who killed three soldiers in southern Israel earlier in the day infiltrated through the border using an emergency gate that two two soldiers killed in an initial attack. They did not even fire back at him. The three Israeli soldiers killed by the Egyptian policemen were named by the Israeli Defense Forces. Okay, um, this is tragic. Um, Staff Sergeant Ori Yizak, I cannot Yizak, I cannot pronounce the name, but I hope I don't butcher the name. But Staff Sergeant Oha Dahan and Sergeant Leah Ben Nun. Aluz 20, he was from the northern city of Safed, Safed, and Ben Nun 19 
from Rijan Luzon. Uh, they served as combat soldiers in the Bardellas Battalion. Dahan 20 from the southern city of Ulfricum served in the Carousel Balaton, which is also tasked with guarding the Egyptian border. IDF spokesman Daniel Hargari told reporters that the attacker likely entered alone through the gate in the early hours of Saturday morning following drug smuggling nearby. The small gate is used by the IDF to cross the border when necessary in coordination with the Egyptian army. The Egyptian army has claimed the officer crossed the border to chase after suspects involved in the drug smuggling incident. Hagari said the IDF was probing why there was no alert following the policeman's infiltration into Israel and was examining the security arrangements surrounding the various small gates in the fence. Okay, so the military officer said the IDF troops foiled the attempt to smuggle drugs over the border at around 2.30 a.m. and seizing contraband with an estimated value of $1.5 million. Nice, which is shekels, okay? That is equivalent to $400,000. In their frequent attempts to smuggle drugs from Egypt into Israel, Egyptian smugglers generally operate by tossing contraband over the border to the Bedouin Israelis who then sell the drugs in Israel. The smugglers mostly traffic in marijuana from grow houses in the Sinai Peninsula, but sometimes harder drugs like heroin are smuggled in as well. At 3 a.m., the smuggling incident some three kilometers from the attack location was wrapped up, and at 4.15 a.m., troops radioed in to the guard post where Ben Nun and Eluz were located, and everything was fine. Hagari said, Ben, Noon, and Lutz began a 12-hour shift together at 9 p.m. on Friday night at the military post on the Egyptian border. After the soldiers did not answer calls on the radio on Saturday morning, shortly before their shift, it was set to end at 9 a.m. An officer reached the scene and discovered the pair dead in separate areas of the post. Hagari said that the IDF believed they were killed at around 6 or 7 a.m. Between 6 and 7 in the morning, there were a number of shots in the area. We estimate that the incident happened somewhere at that time. The soldiers were together near the post, not dozens of meters away from each other, he said. He said that the pair did not fire their weapons at all. Only after the bodies were discovered at 9 a.m., military officials declared a terror incident in the area and began searches. Shortly before noon, an Army drone identified the attacker some 1.5 kilometers, one mile from the border, which led to a deadly clash, Hagari said. During the clash, Dahan was killed and a non-commissioned officer was lightly wounded. The Egyptian gunman was killed several minutes later by another group of soldiers, according to the IDF's investigation. The Egyptian army said in a statement, 
that an officer in charge of the border security chased after suspects involved in alleged drug smuggling. During the pursuit, he crossed the security barrier and an exchange of fire began in which three Israeli security personnel were killed. <clears throat> Terrible. It said, adding that it wished to convey sincere condolences to the families of the victims. Defense Minister Yav Gallant spoke with the Egyptian counterpart, General Mohammed um, Ahmed Zaki, following the attack. The cooperation in the investigation of serious attack is of great importance of the relationship between the countries. Gallant was quoted as saying in a readout. So, needless to say, these three young soldiers, they lost their lives because of some drug smuggling. And that is, you know, um, is very, very sad. Um, condolences to the families of this uh, horrible and horrific um, accident, I would say, because um, nobody could comfort anybody in a situation like this when you lose uh, family members who are trying who are trying to serve your country and their soldiers, and I know that um, in today's story, um, these three IDF soldiers they were laid to rest, um, and uh, both of them were 20 year olds, and there was a 19 year old. None was 19. Uh, Delhan was 20, and Elutz was 20. Um, it's it was a mixed um, battalion, one female and two males. So um, condolences to all of the families in Israel and to the IDF troops in Israel that lost their loved ones. And this is the segment of our news break. And we are back. And I'm back here with Billy Tappan, and we are discussing the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat, Dreams and Visions, What Do They Mean? And, Billy, you were saying before I went to that that news segment um, how you believe that these dreams and visions, um, they are warnings. And I agree with you that they are warnings from God of how we should do things, how we should live our lives. I know I stopped you on a thought. (laughs) What were you about to say? Well, thing that I've experienced uh, with dreams, there's some that are factual situations. I can recall one particular dream I had. Uh, I used to dream numbers. And every once in a while, I still do. And uh, mm-hmm. this particular time, I'm staying in Grand Rapids before I moved. Uh, and we were just out and about, just having fun, doing what we did back in those days. And um, I remember I put a number in earlier that day that I dreamt. And it's really just a three-digit number. And I ended huh. up uh, um, coming back because my friends used to play numbers all the time. I didn't really play them that much. So I went in there right. and I, Said, well, I got a number, so I took and handed the number in, and I actually hit. You know, I didn't catch it in straight, <laughs> but I kept the card that. in the box. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. heard people doing that. Ain't that something? Yeah. Um, but you know, that's unusual. People, I've heard of somebody 
um, dreaming all those numbers. Out, who was it? It was somebody. They had said that they gave the numbers to somebody else. They actually yeah. won millions. And they said, I want some of that money because I gave that as numbers to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I just like, never really took it serious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and so after. Last week. <laughs> yeah. Last week I dreamt a number. Um, I didn't play it, but I dreamt a number. Uh, I think it was something like 1334. No, 13, yeah, 13, 1334 or something. But I didn't play it. I haven't even mm. checked to see what even came out. But you know that. You know, it might mean something else. Numbers do have a meaning as well. You know that, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, as far as dreams and visions now, um, have you ever – I've heard of people having open-eyed visions. I've had open-eyed visions. Well, I can't even say it was an open-eyed vision. The, in, you know, people, you know, there's a difference between dreams and then there's a difference between visions. Because, yeah. Um, how could I put this? I think I was, I was overseas in another place. We, I lived in Guam for two years, in Micronesia, <clears throat> and it was a lot of death on that island. A lot of death because a lot of um, soldiers at one time were there. You know, during World War Two, I guess. You know, it was a lot of uh, death and stuff. I was, you know. There that time when when I had went to Guam and my sister she lived on there too. Um, I I can honestly say it is a difference between dreams and visions because um, me my experience because I know that um, sometimes when people dream it's it's you know very symbolic of something that you're doing something that you're overcoming. And my mind of mine, Billy, it was, um, it was, I was, um, I think I was asleep. And I, I hate snakes. I'm terrified of snakes. I started, because uh, Guam, it has these snakes on the island. These snakes, they, mm-hmm. they're in the trees. You heard of tree snakes? They call oh, them yeah. flying snakes. I can't stand yeah. snakes. And so um, I had a dream about a snake, but this snake, it was an evil entity. I've had a few of those. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a six-foot cobra. Whoa. And it was standing upright, hissing at me in the doorway. And I thought this was a dream. And um, I was like looking at the thing and I was about to run and it was like God he came, he grabbed me and said, No, no, you're not gonna I'm like, No, I'm not running and I ran straight towards that six foot cobra and I grabbed him with everything I got around his neck and started choking him. And I kid you not, it was it was about to die. Whatever, you know, uh-huh. it was a devil. <laughs> I was right. choking him. I'm like, ah, now I got you. I'm going to get you good. But unnaturally, I woke up. At, I mean, I was, I don't know. How could you put it? You would think a person was maybe sleepwalking. That's, a, you know, similar to like what you call maybe even a vision. 
maybe, but I got I came out of that unnaturally. Right, right. It wasn't I, I, a dream. You know, those the ones that are that really are real feeling you feel like it was actually real. Uh, that's really what was a real dream. I mean, there was something there, um, something that was It was evil a vision, wishing. and, yeah, and it was very bizarre. I mean, I, I literally, it was like I was one place and I was another, and my eyes were open. And so that's what I call right. a vision, because you're actually there. And, see, those are the things that are not explainable. And see, you know what? There's got to be, Billy, another segment to this program because I want to dig deeper in it. I want to find out, and I'm sure this interests you too. I mean, this is a pretty good topic because, um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I I've met people that I have I've seen people before I met them, and I think that's the most oddest thing. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So, is, like I said, in your dreams, those people exist somewhere. Um, and like I said, when you, you just can't create something in the mind as far as dreaming, it's got to exist somewhere. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing yep. people that you've seen in a dream, that, that's a true vision of who you saw. Like I said, I've, I've but experienced. But they are I've different. Never <laughs> right. Yeah, I, 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 I will have reoccurrent. They're not who. They're not how they appear when I. Their, their personality, the whole thing. They're different. So I don't know. We could go into the Mandela effect, how things changed, and you know. <laughs> right. And the whole nine yards, because man. But one person commented, how did God use dreams and visions to communicate with people? And this is a way, this is what is read, what they're saying. God used dreams and visions or waking dreams. And you could look in Numbers 24-4, used it several times in the Bible to communicate with people. And see, I believe that too. I believe that uh, dreams and visions is a way for God to communicate uh, good to you and bad to you. And sometimes when you do have a dream and vision, as we learn from, like, the story of Joseph, sometimes those things, you can't share everything with everyone because uh, right. people will try to rip them from you from being jealous because, see, sometimes he'll give you a gift and it's only for you. And True. we could really. see that in in Joseph. Yeah. He's a prime example. We we learn that hey, you know, you can't tell everybody that you're going to be elevated. But you know what? I guess God meant for Joseph to tell them about it because if he had not told them about it, they wouldn't have attacked him, and they wouldn't have, uh, you know, did what they did. And if he wouldn't have went into the slavery into Egypt, he wouldn't have been second to Pharaoh because it never would have happened, you know? 
Right, so sometimes right. when people think they're tearing something down, they're actually a helping fulfill that prophecy of you. <laughs> and that, you know, so it depends. But there's a lot of documented uh, things. And if people out there, if you're listening in and you want to chime in, feel free to do so. Uh, the studio call in line is 661-467-2407. And I think you press 1 if you want me to kind of, you want to have your say. But needless to say, Billy, I just had to get on this topic because I think that your story with Gabrielle Entertainment, it is just so amazing. It's so amazing. And speaking of that, we are having a dance off nationwide, and we are inviting you to participate. And um, if you are a dancer, uh, contact us. Give us your MP4. If you are a singer, give us your MP4 of you singing. Send us a videotape. I mean, shoot, send us a YouTube video. We take it, but we want everyone nationwide here in the United States and the Caribbean we want you to participate in this because you will win a prize when you participate with this. And we're also having a GoFundMe fundraiser. It is to fundraise for your particular areas, for your particular youth who want to go in the entertainment industry, but they don't have the means to do so. And Billy with Gabrielle Entertainment, he is going to also take those funds and help those who are in need of organ transplantation and those that cannot afford the organ transplantation. All of the support that you do give CRS Radio, Motown Alumni Association, and Gabrielle Entertainment, all of it is going to go to a good cause, and you will be saving lives at the same time, our youth, they will have fun um, introducing yeah. their talents to the world. Yeah, right, Billy? Yeah. That's right. And I'd like to say this, too. Um, to send your pics or your MP4 to E-V-O-L-E-I-D-L-O-G at com. Once again, E-V-O-L-E-I-D. L-O-G at com, And I know Denise would also put her email in there and send that to us. As we look through all the different um, uh, videos, we will take and give you a, um, a call back and also get your registration together. We're doing all different genres of, of singing, um, dancing. We're doing line dancing. We're doing regular dancing, solo dancing, whatever. It's all genres. So, uh, be sure to make sure um, to get give us a um, go to our email and send us your pics in your MP3. And yes, and my email is gotatis at yahoo dot com. And make sure you send it to me and Billy in an attachment. That is gotatis at yahoo dot com. I'm going to spell it for you. It's G O T A U. T-I-S at yahoo.com. That is G-O-T. 
T-A-U-T-I-S at yahoo.com. And, oh, you will not regret it, the lucky winner. And I'm the runner-up. Uh, you might get an opportunity. Um, who knows? You could maybe be one of Janet Jackson's background dancers. We don't know where it could take you. But we know that uh, this ultimately will end up we will end up uh, having a Motown reunion in Israel, and there will be concerts there. And um, there is a dancer there, a very special dancer. She was on the program before. She's going to have workshops in Israel. Uh, she was my special guest before here on the Black Jewish Queen Life chat. Her name was Aviva. And um, I know that she uh, wanted to be the one that, you know, that lucky dancer could meet and um, have uh, workshops. You could participate with her workshops in Israel. So uh, give us your information. It's going to be an awesome, awesome, um, historical, right, Billy? Very historical. That's right. Um, yeah. Motown reunion. And, man, you might even get to meet the president. Alumni of Motown, Mr. Billy Wilson, and you're also you're going to be able to meet um, Billy Tappan himself in um, Goldie Love, as your name was, your stage name was. And Billy, as a matter of fact, my auntie, she remembers you. <laughs> she remembers you. She was remember. a fan, huh? Yes, yes. A few people still remember. <laughs> Um, but I've got some things that I'm working on, I'm definitely trying to um, get the album together. So I've been kind of looking for good producers um, and also some tracks um, to work with uh, I Live Through You, um, which is a story of my life. And anybody that has, you know, nice tracks, feel free to, to send them also to the E-V-O-L-E-I-D-L-O-G at AOL.com, and if I select, select contact, but meanwhile, make sure that you send it and it's copywritten, okay? So if it's copywritten, we're good to go. So that's what oh, you need yeah. to do if you want to get a chance to be on the soundtrack. But it's got to be hot. It's got to be R&B. So we're looking for old-school R&B as well. Oh, yeah. Then. Oh, yeah. It's going to so be. I'm excited. This is I'm going to be me. fun. And Anya, I think Anya Farber did Talk Israel, the show. I think she is uh, going to, there is going to be um, a lot of uh, wine tasting. We're going to hit some of the wineries in Israel. And we're also going to um, go to the site, you know, the Dead Sea, all of those other things that, you know, people, you know, just want to do. And, Billy, you know, um, <laughs> I'm getting so quiet on you a little bit because what I'm in the process of doing, I'm in the studio, and you know what I'm doing? I'm looking for your song you in the studio. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Um, what I'm seeing here is that we have 
these um, people that are going to register for these the dance off and also for the uh, the sing off, um, they're yeah. gonna be, it's going to be broken down in different groups. I mean, if you got line dancers, uh, it's going to be all aspects of music. So you know, who knows? It might be more people going to Israel. You know what I'm saying? As we break yeah. everything down throughout it. So yeah. I mean, and then also we're working with um with our agents um over in in London on some shows mm-hmm. over there. So opportunities will happen. Um, this is the prime time for people to say, "Look, it, I want to change my life. I want to do something different." And who knows? You may be that winner or the winners. And so I just you know what? We're there. going to take it, uh, Billy. I remember you mentioning it. We're going to take it around the board. It's not just going to be singing. It's not just going to be right. dancing. It's going to be That's comedy. Right. Yes. And yes, we'll you know, you, everything. You, yeah, stand-up comedy competition. I mean, it's yeah. going to be great. And this thing is going to go year after year after year. You don't That's want right. to uh, sit out if you have a talent. We don't care how old you are. You ain't too old to sing, and you ain't too old to dance. Trust me on that. I don't care if you are <laughs> 50 to going on 70 to 90. If you know how to dance, you get in the competition, you can win it. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah you know, right. is there an age limit, Billy? <laughs> Uh, no, no. I mean, everybody <laughs> has an opportunity to shine in this uh, in this situation, you know. So we don't discriminate against age. Um, like if you're younger and you got your children involved, we'd like to have that done um, in the earlier time of the day. Um, I don't want to have them out late just going through that situation. So yeah, uh, just keep yeah. that in mind. In parents' permission, we'll have uh, forms for you to fill out. To keep you safe and us safe too, but yeah, well, Billy, yeah. what I wanted to do, I really love the fact that the chat reel and um, Motown alumni and legends. I mean, all of you guys, I really love the fact that you are, you guys are standing up and you're trying to help independent artists, people who are independent, and. I think this is what this whole thing uh, is designed to do, even to help independent dancers who have, you know, dancers and independent singers, you know, who are on their own, who have their own people that they work with. They don't, you know, belong necessarily to a group or a label or whatever. This is what I really admire about Motown Alumni Association because it's, uh, big Motown stars really uh, trying to help people who may not otherwise get that help, but they are talented, you know. And um, everybody, everybody participating in the competition, you're going to be rewarded. Whether nobody is a loser or a failure, everybody's going to be uh, rewarded. Just you know, with contacts and friendships alone, and being able to. Uh, network and to grow in whatever it is that they are doing. So, yeah, participate. And, you know, at this time, we're going to take a quick, quick song break. 
and I wanted to, <laughs> I want you to hear Billy's song. I always play this Billy. <laughs> My auntie, she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. I told her, yeah, that's okay. Broken Lungs. She said, I remember him. <laughs> My auntie Barbara, <laughs> I'm telling. But I was like, okay, <laughs> we're going to go into All this right. song break. This is Billy singing on here, y'all. Okay, y'all, be back in a second. Hey, baby, what are you going to do? I can't wait long. I can't wait for eternity because you mean so much to me. It seems we've fell apart, but I just want to say this to you. It's you that I need. And this is what I have. Like hand in glove Seems our love's been getting weaker, girl Maybe you found another love Oh, life changes I've never given
Before I met you and your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was, was a nice a song. Story. It was a very true mm-hmm. story of a relationship that I was in. And uh, I was just pretty much telling her because it was going through some rocky road times and uh, just uh, things that were going on in, in her life as well as mine. Um, the song came about, the music came about. And I said, you know what? Yeah. Uh, with L. Travis, which had the music, put the music together. I says, you know what? I like the track, and I, I can write to it. And it was a heartfelt track. Um, so there's hmm. a lot of emotion in that particular song. So that's one of my pride pieces. Um, there were several more uh, uh, music that I did throughout the years uh, with a friend of mine, Ray Potter, and Jeffrey Bell. Yeah. They're both gone now. Much younger guys, man, just passed on. Very creative, very wow. talented. And uh, I really had some some nice songs with them. Um, a lot of things that um, with Ray that I did, um, I haven't seen his brothers in years, um, and I don't know mm-hmm. half the material that I did with them, but it was quite a bit of stuff that I did, so I probably would never see that. But, you know, yeah. there's always opportunities for new stuff to, to come. So hopefully through this show, uh, people will start sending them their tracks in or sending it to me. So I can get a chance to do some yeah. reviews and see whether it's something that I can I can use. So yes. Oh yeah. Wow, it's awesome. It's, I mean, I'm glad that you know too. You share with the listeners as well about Gabrielle, because I mean, I heard you talk a little bit about it, but not to that degree. I think that you know that vision that you had of her that is just so awesome. And your movie that is going to come out is going to be even awesomer than your book, I know, right? Um, yes. You yes. have the, mm-hmm. you have the playwright and everything. You're going to see a lot of things. Yeah, you're going to see a mm-hmm. lot of things um, in that story because we're going to take you back um, to the beginning, uh, and then you'll start seeing the transition where God is starting to enter into my life more so. It's not like he was never there, but um, when you're young growing up, you kind of think you know everything, and you go through the cycles of life, and then as this situation occurs, it's devastating to me and everybody that I have this condition. So being the fact that I have went through this and had all these situations that happen, I, I in the hospital – as I'm waiting on the heart, I'm talking to God and saying, basically, you know, I've did everything, you know, in my life. I did a lot of wrong. I did a lot of good. I says, but what is it that you want me to do? And as though I heard the voice say, I want you to do your life story. And it kind of stuck with me. Wow. And uh, I started doing it. And I thought I had it finished. But all of a sudden, after I got that uh, that letter with her picture in it, I, and then I had the wow. vision. Okay, the story's mm-hmm. not over. So I had to wow. go back in and revamp and get to the point. And, and a part of her life is in there. So, um, wow. you know, it's just been really, it's really a great story. 
So um, when that does yeah. come out, I think it's going to be almost so heavy too soon. I think will be the the title. The book will be, um, it will be uh, I Live Through You, the book. I Live so Through You. So we're actually ready to go on that. Um, so um, just trying to put things together. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and that will be. Um, oh, yeah. I, I almost saw seven too soon. Well, that would be the movie, and then uh, I live to you would be the book. So you yeah. know that's going to be a good. So yeah. And you know what the the logo? Um, those that's listening to the program, um, as mm-hmm. they're looking at their laptops or wherever they are, they're looking at the blog talk advertisement. I have your logo up for Gabrielle Entertainment, and it's Beautiful. just. You know, the logo is beautiful. It's, you know, it's fitting. And I know um, as, yeah, as we, as we progress and go on, I know you are, do you, now you already have uh, people too, I know in the background, the movie makers, they're on standby, right? For you, for your material. Okay. You have them. Oh, good. So I, I also mentioned the fact that we do have the, the GoFundMe, and that is simply so we can get started on um, the Tim Cunningham project and also um, Gift of Life um, to raise the money, like okay. I said before. Um, so mm-hmm. I've got 2000 um we got a little over 2000 now. Um, so we need to raise at least another 4000 to get uh, yes. the first shows on the road. So we do yes. have Tim Cunningham, that is a great jazz musician known throughout the world. So um, he's actually with our station, so he will be participating in this as well. So we're getting a really and, rock bottom price for him because he goes for. And I know that I'm going to, to <laughs> I'm going to also ask around for a few people because I do know that uh, what. This is going to do. This is going to be a very, very big thing. Uh, isn't Tim Cunningham? He's up there with uh, Kenny Loggins, or what is that guy's name? The saxophonist. Kenny G. Kenny G. Kenny G. The thing yeah. about yeah, because Kenny G is a bad boy, and Tim is a bad boy because what they do, he type jazz. So it's not the uh, the old progressive jazz um, that some of the older folks would listen to. But it's something that he'll do some earth, wind, and fire stuff. Uh, I know that my oh, cousin, he had his, he did some earth, wind, and fire stuff. Um, so he had a, he had a real hot um, track on earth, wind, and fire. So we're talking about real pros. We're not talking about just people that just come in playing. Tim is a, a very, he's a pro. Excuse and he's that. worked with everybody. Excuse that. I have a very hyperactive Pomeranian. Well, he's a Pomeranian mix. I'm coming to find out. Um, (laughs) He has a cone on his head because two days ago I had to take him to the doctor. And the the medicine that's supposed to calm him down is actually making him quite hyper. Wow. So that's okay. that's the voice he wants to get in on the conversation. So <laughs> time, time, time is flown, Billy. I got so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just so interested in what we're doing. And you know, uh, Danny Redwine, she's the comedian. She is just awesome. Her shows. Well, 
in the new show that's uh, coming up and that has been on here Thursday at 10, um, Casey. So, um, right. anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, there's more CRS radio uh, programs that will fit everybody's taste. Uh more hosts are being added on, and Billy, I know you like for uh, me to talk about it. Um, the next show that is coming up, what is the next yeah. show? It's going to be um, Talk well, Israel. Yeah. Anya yeah. Farber at yeah. 11, and then your show, Chat Real, at 6 Monday. Or yeah. 8 Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Motown Legends and Alumni with you, Billy, and Billy. And that's going yeah. to be Tuesdays Tuesday. at 8 p.m. Yep. Yeah. So those are the next so, three shows that's line up. We urge everybody to listen what? in. Ania, yeah, she's getting a lot of good Israeli celebrities to come on the program. She got a lot in store all, for you. And, yeah, ahead. we're also Bill, looking for uh, Hispanic hosts that can host uh, um, some uh, salsa, merengue, and things of that nature. Um, and then we're looking for a gospel um, host as well. So wow. if anybody knows, anybody that has the, the skills, um, that's what we're looking for. So please have them contact us um, at the at – the, uh, email address, you know, and they can get in contact with one of us. And uh, if it goes through, uh, Denise, you'll contact me and vice versa. I'll contact her and let her know um, what we're working yeah. with. So, yes. So, I mean, yes. this is just something that is amazing. Yes, it is. Well, everybody just remember to come on Billy's program. He's going to be on Monday at 8 p.m. I'll be on there, too. It's TJ the DJ and Julie. Oh, your cousin Julie. Oh, she's just awesome. Julie Sepulveda. (laughs) And I believe Robin, Robin Jones. She normally does the music, of course, with the Southern Soul. Uh, She will be on as well. And uh, Tim Cunningham, does he ever frequent this program? Is he going to be on? Tim is on, um, I think he's on Wednesday. Oh, he's on Wednesday. Is he ever coming yeah, on the chat real? No, he's on Tuesday. He's on Tuesday. I take that back. He's on before we he's come on. He's on Tuesdays. On, um, okay. So he's on at 6, 6 to 8. Okay, yes, uh, that's Tim right. Cunningham. He is. Tim Cunningham, um, he is Tim on the jazz chat. Mm-hmm. Yep, the jazz chat. So, yes, we have well, something for everybody. We do. And that's what I'm so excited about with CRS Radio. And Dr. Ev is awesome. Don't forget to donate to her shoes campaign. Do not forget it. If you support us, support Dr. Ev. She's doing some important work in Jamaica for the children of Jamaica um, at givebackjamaica.com. But at this time, Billy, I just thank you so much for coming on this program. And uh, no problem. We will talk to you guys soon next week for the Black Jewish Queen live chat. Thanks for joining us. Bye bye. Thank you, and good night.